Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study one parak of Tanakh in each podcast. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom, and we're studying Sefer Eov together. And we're now at chapter 33, Parak Lamed Gimel, uh, the second of the Elihu chapters. In Parak Lamed Bet, after we heard that the three disputants had no response and they all sat quietly, Elihu, Ben Barachel, Habuzi, Mishpachat Ram, got up and said his piece, and the opening piece, which was all of Lamed Bet, except for that introduction, was his apologia for speaking in front of his elders, and now he begins to speak. And he does something the disputants never really did, which is to address Eov directly by name. And he uses Eov's name over and over. V'ulam, shma na Eov milai. Listen, Eov, listen to my words. V'chol dvarai ha'azina. And pay attention to all of my words. I've opened up my mouth. Unlike what you have said of having your palate, your tongue be stuck to your palate and not speaking, here I have actually spoken with my palate. My words speak straight. And the, in, the, the thoughts that come from my lips are very clear. Now, barur can be two things, and they're related. One is, Lashon barur, clear, and the other is bar, meaning pure. Pure words. Ruach el asatni, which can be read two ways. One way is that my speech comes from the Spirit of God. Going back to Breshit, God blew the spirit of speech into man, made the famous Targum Vunklus. And the other is that God made me like God made you, and that critical piece of him putting himself on a par and as a peer with Eov will show up in a moment. It's the, it's the breath of God that gives me life. I'm a person like you. If you can, answer me. So he's playing an interesting game. On the one hand, he's saying, I'm a person like you, not God, and it was God that you wanted to encounter and God that you wanted to take to court. And on the other hand, I will play that role. And watch how he says it. means lay out your suit in front of me. Stand up. Stand up like you would in court. I am like you to God. Meaning, I'm not God, I'm like you before God. I was ripped from essential matter like you. I also was ripped koratsti. From Homer, from essential matter, I'm, I'm a human being. My fear is not going to frighten you. Meaning, fear of me will not scare you. You were saying that you can't speak to God so God scares you and God confuses you and you don't know what to say. My fear won't, won't scare you. My force on you won't be heavy. Meaning, I won't be forcing you, I won't be twisting your arm. I'm just a person. Now, here's what you said. I heard your words. And what did you say? Three, the next three people who came are all a paraphrase of things that Eov has said about himself. I am pure, without sin. I'm innocent. I have no sins. 
in but indeed God finds bad things about me, Yahshaveni Lo Yevlo, and considers me his enemy. Yasem Basad Ragwai, exact paraphrase of something that Yov said. He puts my feet in a foundation like a solid Yishmor Kolor Chotai, watching my every step, meaning keeping me in place. He never leaves me alone. These are, this is a, essentially a roundup of, uh, of, of many of Eov's complaints over the time of these uh, disputations, which means that Elihu has been listening and paying attention and taking note. And now his response to Eov. Hinzot lo tzadakta eneka. You are wrong about this, and I'm going to tell you why. That God is so much greater than man. Let's see what this means. Why are you challenging him? He's not going to answer with all of his words. And watch what he means. God will say it in one way or another, but once. But not, not in two different ways. It won't be seen, Yeshurena, in two ways. Meaning, you've got to listen very carefully for God's answer, and it's going to come in one way or another. You've got to be ready to hear it. So you think God's not responding to you. He is. Here's an example. In a dream, in a vision at night, which takes us all the way back to Eliphaz, the beginning of his first matinan, Perak Dalet. When sleep falls on people, sleeping, slumber on your bed. Then people's ears are opened up. And there he seals them with his musar, with his with his isurim, uh, with his pain on them. He does it in order to keep man from doing the wrong thing. To cover man up from from arrogance. He's doing it to keep man from going to the netherworld. Shalach seems to be a parallel. Shalach seems to be a parallel to Shachat. And Chayato, his life, from going to, to, to below. In other words, if you pay attention, you'll have a dream, a vision at night, some sort of an image at night, which will then scare you into behaving the right way and keep you from doing the wrong thing. And that's how God speaks to you. You are rebuked with the pain that you have on your bed. There's two opposite ways to read that. One of it is that most of your bones are, are strong in the sense that they are unmovable. You feel like immobilized. On the other hand, you can read it, even though most of your bones are strong and firm, nonetheless you're in pain. And you should recognize that as being a divine sign. And what he does is he makes it disgusting for you, and it's all through disease, to eat. And, and from eating that which is lustful. In other words, God makes that which you were lusting after, and this is food, disgusting to you, and he does that to get you to move away from that animal passion. Your, your flesh disappears from being seen, meaning that you become emaciated. Your bones get decrepit until they can't be seen anymore. 
So in other words, you're disappearing. This is a man having a wasting away disease, but it's all being done to keep you away from that lust. And you become very close to the grave. And your life gets close to those who will kill you. The sense here is the Malachi Chabalah, the Malachi Hamavet. And now what happens? Now, one out of a thousand is something that Eo mentioned earlier. And Elihu is, is putting a lot of Eo's words back to him. Uh, and the idea there is if man could take one thousandth of the lesson that God teaches here, if there's a Malach who will, who will um, speak to him one out of a thousand. We understand elites as a, as a, a patron, a, uh, an advocate. Right? But here is if there's a malach who will speak to him even one out of a thousand things that he could hear, to tell man how to be straight. And then what will happen? He will be grace, he will be acted with graciously by God. We understand as sort of a combination of redeem him and free him out. From going down to the pit. Matsati Chofer, we found some sort of a kapara. What's the kapara? What's the, the, the atonement? What's the, is that the man realizing that he has to abandon those lustful ways and his flesh wasting away and all of the things that are described and having no appetite for things teaches him this lesson. If he gets the lesson, that's the kapara. And then God can, can save him. And watch what happens. We have a unique word, when, when a singular word, a hepax ligamenon here, rutafash or rutafash. Besaromi Noar. What's Rutafash? So they suggested it might be a combination of of Ratov and Nefesh, right? That uh, that you that you that you uh, your flesh becomes uh, becomes moist again and perhaps fattened again. Minoar, even more than when you were young. Yashuvli You go back to your youthful strength. So here's a man who's sick, and he's sickly. And on his bed, he realizes all those things that I chased after in my life were, were, were wasteful and were arrogant. It was a wrong idea. And he's about to die. And that's the kofar that saves him. And then suddenly he's rejuvenated. And what does he do? He will pray to God and God will accept him. He will see God in prayer. And then he'll return his justice to man. He now, and he's calling on this man who has gone through this, to make a public testimony about his life and about his sinning and about his tshuva. He'll look at men. He'll say, I've sinned. I have made that which is straight crooked and it was not Shabbat, it wasn't worth anything to me. It's a, sort of like uh, Haman saying, it was worth nothing. So what has God done through this? He has redeemed this person's life from going down to the grave. Instead, his life, his soul is seen in the light. God does this twice, three times with a man. He doesn't just do it once. Twice, three times means several times in a man's life. He could go through this process 
of arrogance and sinning and then being brought down by disease and being near death and realizing the error of his ways and being saved from the grave and then coming and teaching. It's the second time in three psukim that we've seen this idea of being saved from going to shachat and coming rather to the light. Because the shachat is tzalmavet, his ofel is the darkness. Hakshaviyov Shmali, and now Elihu comes back to speaking to Eov after this description of what a man goes through, what Eov perhaps is going through and maybe should be understanding. Hakshaviyov Shmali, listen, Eov, uh, attend Eov and listen to me. Hacharesh Varochiyadaber, be silent and I'll continue speaking. If you got something to say, respond to me. Daber he said, speak, because I want to justify you. I want this to come out right. But if you have nothing to say, then you listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. And with this, Elihu finishes the next piece. And each of these prakim begins with Vayan Elihu, or Vayosef Elihu. And we will have that all the way until the last mana, which is, covers two prakim. In the meantime, we'll pick it up with Parakalama Dal in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.